Hello and welcome to Studio Biz and All That Jazz. I'm your host, Josephine, and today I have Sammy Yeager on the show. You guys are really in for a treat. She is uh, someone that I've actually met many times through Business Women Networks. We, we circle in the same circles and she's just such a lovely human. And I think you're going to get a lot from the session. So look, Sammy Yeager is an entrepreneur, co-founder, integrator, coach, speaker, and author in the making. She's also the co-host of the Date Forever podcast. And you're probably thinking, why is she on this show? Huh? Isn't this like studio ownership stuff? We're going to get there guys, because this is more than just about studio business. This is about lifestyle. This is about really making sure that when you hit a wall, that you know how to pick yourself back up. Um, now, Sammy did hit a, you know, a crossroad in her life. She did hit that wall. She picked herself back up again and began leaning into creating and living her own fueled up life, this time by design. Fueled up life is the methodology that she shares with us today. And, you know, this is what I'm excited about. I've actually done a masterclass with her on this uh, last month uh, where she goes over the fueled up life methodology. Um, and just to clarify, guys, the fueled up life is an intentional way of living that focuses on designing and living a life you love. So, you know, Sammy shares this uh, by thinking about life in eight different categories, and she calls these tanks, right? Now, each of these eight tanks need fuel, and they need fuel at different times, but these fuel tanks need to be filled. And we're going to talk about these. And this is where I think it doesn't matter what industry you're in. This is a, this, this is, you know, universal language as far as I'm concerned when we talk about filling up our tanks. So we're going to cover areas of self, romantic relationships, relationships and network, humming household, career and business, wealth and lifestyle, the world and the future. Now, if that doesn't excite you, I don't know what does. Um, Sammy is deeply passionate about how our relationships impact the quality of our lives. She's an advocate for the UN Global Goals and knows that we all have a role to play in creating a better world, right? So studio owners, teachers, everyone listening from the arts, I know you want to make an impact in this world and create a better world, right? That's what we do, okay? so. You're going to absolutely love this chat. Uh, here we go. Let's jump into the show with Sammy Yeager. Hello and welcome to Studio Biz and All That Jazz. I'm your performing arts business coach and host, Josephine Langcuba. This show is designed to bring you inspiration, information, and the instruments you need to create and grow the studio biz of your dreams. I will bring you a mix of solo episodes as well as interviews where I tap into the minds of industry experts. My career started as a performer over two decades ago. I later became a speaker, theatrical producer and talent manager, as well as having a successful teaching career in singing, drama and dance. 10 years into my professional journey, I became a mummer of two and with a baby on my hip, opened up my very own performing arts studio. From hardship and humble beginnings to four studio locations and a multi-six-figure performing arts biz, I know how to attract students and keep them coming back for more. And in the show, I will share with you my experiences to help you thrive and fast track your path to success. I know you have a spark inside of you with dreams and goals for the future. 
as your coach and mentor, I'm here to help you step into your limelight and be a cheerleader in your ear each and every week. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk studio biz and all that jazz. Hello, Sammy Yeager. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been really cool. I mean, we got to know each other through Her Empire Builder Network and that's been really fun. I think as well, the first time I met you in person was at some sort of conference event. It was a year or two ago. I can't remember now, but you taught me. This is quite funny because anyone that's watched my socials will know I'm all over it now. Was this about your Instagram stories? I taught you how to make it. How to do an Instagram story. Do you remember that? (laughs) I do. It must have been two years ago. Yeah. Well, congratulations because you post all the time now. (laughs) You can't stop me. (laughs) Yeah. And we shouldn't, we shouldn't. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm glad that that's your um, first impression. Help first. That's a, uh, that's a mantra I try and live by. I know. I'm like the granny at the conference going, oh my goodness, Sammy, how, how do you do this story thing? And you're like, here, let me show you. Oh my gosh, I'll take your photo. Look, you flick here, you flick there, and you link that, this and that. I'm like, wow, okay, great. And I think sometimes like I kind of knew it, but I just wouldn't do it. I think that's like anything, right? We want to do something and then we hesitate and then someone shows and like, okay, yeah, let's just, it's not hard. Just go do the thing. And now I post stories nearly every single day. So there you go. But, um, you're not here for stories. I mean, not those sorts of stories anyway. <laughs> You're here because you are a wonderful human being who has uh, been a coach, entrepreneur. You're a speaker. You've got the, you know, you're a co-host of the podcast Date Forever. And you're also uh, the creator of a wonderful program called Fueled Up Life. Now, I heard about Fueled Up Life actually uh, recently because I was in one of your uh, you were presenting in a group and then I heard you on uh, another podcast and I'm like, oh, this is such a wonderful concept. Mm-hmm. And actually one of the sessions that I was in and you were facilitating it, I got hot hot seated a little bit there and I was, thinking, I was crying because I'm like, oh my God, I need to fill up my tank. And I was I in tears, right? And you, I just thought, say, yeah, got to get you on the crying. show. You say crying, <laughs> but you, I think you were having a breakthrough. Yes, we'll call it a breakthrough. Because a I breakdown was a breakthrough. Yeah, not a breakdown, a breakthrough, everyone. Um, and sometimes we need to recognize where we need to fill our tanks. But before we go jump into that, because there's lots of great stuff here, you know, we're going to talk about fueled up life, how you got there, and those eight tanks. I would love to do that. Is the fact that you're very focused on, you know, positive living and, you know, living a life an intentional way and I love that so much but it wasn't always like that was it no this um this drive or this passion to live a fueled up life and share the framework and the methodology that's really worked for me and now a lot of um our our community and some of my clients um was because I I severely burnt myself out in my late 20s. Um, I was working in a, a career. I'd landed a really big, you know, my first big girl job. I was general manager at a training and education company. Uh, we had a remote first global team and this was, you know, pre-global pandemic. So um, not everybody was remote working at that time. But, yeah, I, I was on the clock a lot um, and I, I did. I burnt myself out 
and it all came to a head and I just knew like, I don't know what, but not this, this has Mm -hmm. to change. Um, And I did, I went on a bit of a a soul adventure. Um, I did some travel. I took some time off. I did some freelancing and then I didn't want to come home. And when I really reflected on why I didn't want to come home, it was because I didn't like the life that I'd created. And I really couldn't picture what the future or the vision even looked like because I'd I'd put so much time and energy into thinking it was going to be a certain way and then all of a sudden it wasn't. Um, So, yeah, I, I knew that I needed a better way to design my life and if I was going to do that from the ground up and I was going to be really intentional and not let it happen by default I knew I was going to need a a framework or a structure or a way that I could check in with myself about how how I was living because I'd really experienced what it was like to go all in in just a couple of areas of my life at the expense of all of the others yeah and and we do that so often and a lot of the people listening today are in the arts and they're studio owners and Mm. often when we run these businesses you know they're very much led by passion we get into these sorts of creative industries because we're so passionate but then what happens is a lot of people in my industry a lot of studio owners and creatives they get burnt out they're feeling undervalued, um, you know, working around the clock, being the the butcher, the baker and the candlestick maker for their mm-hmm. business and really not prioritising, you know, so many things in their life, especially family. I think that's a really big one. You know, we've got a lot of studio owners who have to teach after school classes, weekends, and they feel like they're missing out on their family life. And how do they juggle that? And then the house falls apart and then, you know, trying to sort out their finances and, and feeling bad to charge people for what they're worth because they love what they do. And it's just this vicious cycle of, mm. you know, overwork, underpaid and all the rest. So I think that's really interesting because, you know, you've hit this burnout point, you said, and then and then you're like, okay, I need to reevaluate. So how did you actually do that? Because we hit this burnout point, we know something's got to change. And that's what you said. Hey, I've recognized yeah. something has to change. But then what? You know, like what what do, what's the next step? Because I think it would be really helpful for people to understand exactly how you stepped out of that, yeah. that burnout phase. So what I did was cry <laughs> a mm. lot um, for about two weeks. I took myself to Lombok, Indonesia at the end of this big trip and my husband went back home uh, to Australia. He had a job to go back to. I did not. Um, and I sort of almost crammed my grieving into this sort of two-week period where I did a lot of journaling, a lot of reflecting, a lot of looking in the mirror and taking ownership and accountability for my part in what I had created. And yeah, there had been some pretty crappy things that other people had done in and around um, like my career that had uh, resulted in me going like, no, I'm going to step away from this. This is no longer serving me. But I, I had played a role too. So I, I did a lot of self-reflection. Um, and one of the big insights that I had through that process was that I'd really neglected my relationship with myself. And it was not in a good way that that um, the way that I valued myself, the way that I perceived myself, um, the way that I, I understood myself, um, my self-awareness, my self-compassion, um, my self-worth were all just a hot mess, um, honestly. And it was interesting that you just said, Josephine, that like uh, studio owners and creatives often have a really hard time like 
charging for their services uh, because they love them so much and they don't inherently see value in what it is that they they are creating and what I've now learned is that my relationship with myself sets the tone for every other relationship that I have whether or not that's with my romantic partner uh, whether or not it's with a business partner whether or not it's with friends with family with peers with colleagues with clients with whom whomever if my relationship with myself is in a wobbly place it's going to impact all of those other relationships so that's kind of where I started um, while I was in um, the the aha of that really came about because I, I went um, while in Lombok I, I hired a wakeboard and a boat for a couple of hours and that was something that I'd done a lot as a kid um, board sports behind a boat and I was I'd had I had such a great time I had a couple of really nourishing fun playful energetic hours and I was just reflecting on it and I was like when was the last time you did this, Sammy? And the answer was like more than five years ago. So I just got curious about like, well, what are all the other things that I actually really love doing that I have eroded out of my life? Um, so I started there. I started by getting intentional about the things that I really love doing and, and not just paid things, but like seeing the sunrise, going for coastal walks, trying a new cafe rather than going to my default one all of the time sitting and just journaling and like I really recognized I was having a hard time spending time alone like without some sort of stimulus without a book or a podcast or a you know a, someone else on the phone like I really de um, deteriorated my relationship with myself to the point where I didn't want to be in my own company um, and I needed to be busy and distracted all of the time so I started there I started with um, rebuilding my relationship with myself and building um, some consistent habits and practices that what I now call is adds fuel to the tank mm. um, but the bigger part from there was that I went home and I made the decision that, um, yeah, cool, this free freelancing thing had been fun, um, but I actually don't want to go back to having a job. I I'm going all in on backing myself as, as a business owner and an entrepreneur and uh, working for myself. I don't want to work for someone yeah. else anymore. And it moved from being like this flittering little idea to a level of commitment and I was like I'm not really sure what that's going to look like yet I'm not sure what services I'm going to sell I'm not sure how I'm going to productize it I'm not sure who my niche is going to be any of that sort of stuff but I knew that I, I didn't want to go back to giving my heart and soul to someone else's business and I am I'm ambitious I'm driven I'm motivated I'm resourceful so why not do those things for myself um, so acknowledging all of that, I, I had been um, a meticulous sort of planner and goal setter in probably the five or six years previous to that as well. And I'd already had some coaching and some leadership development, um, all of those kinds of things. So I went back through my last sort of few years of planning and goal setting and looked at where had I gone wrong? Where had I been so intentional and yet got it so wrong? Um, and what I realized after piling, peeling through years and years and years of notes and maybe goals that I had brainstormed but not committed to was that I, I realized that there were these eight different areas of my life and there were quite a few of them that I'd been neglecting for quite a few years. Um, so that's where the fueled up life methodology came from. And now yeah, I, I love that so much that that fueled up life methodology and we're going to sort of 
you know touch yeah. on it a little bit in this episode we can't you can't fully dive in on a podcast episode <laughs> but I know you can be inspired right I think what though the, the the key thing that I'm getting from that is universally regardless of what business you operate that connection to your own self the relationship you have with yourself really is the thing that will propel everything else positively forward and I think that is so important because we do neglect ourselves we you know for us that are parents we might you know it's always about the kids it's always about the studio it's always always about the students everyone else but ourselves mm. and I love that even you know you talk about jumping on a wakeboard or a surfboard or whatever it was <laughs> and um even just that I mean a lot of us who are in the arts we started a studio because we loved to dance. We loved to sing. We loved to perform, act, you know, improvise. And I bet that 90% of the listeners today haven't done a dance class or a singing class for themselves. And I'm not talking about mm -hmm. teaching it. I mm -hmm. mean, being in it. Yeah, receiving. Yourself and just being a student or just being a participant and having fun with it. Um, it's really easy to judge yourself too when you haven't done something like that for such a long time. But I actually went and did some hip hop classes earlier in the year that I and I'm not I was never really a great hip hop dancer, let's be honest. But I just did it for fun, and it was fun. And I was like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, I can dance. That's right. I remember. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> I can move my body. Like I actually have. I've got something going here, and it's super fun. And yeah, I'm not amazing, and who cares? But you know, I think just neglecting that fun side as well or the things we love, you know, so that that's a really key thing as well. Um, and it's so easy for that stuff to just fall out of your life. Mm. Like if you deprioritize and you end up at the bottom of your own to-do list, like that might be okay for a day or a couple of days, but if, when that starts rolling into like weeks or months or quarters or in my case years, like it's it's scary to be like, I, this was not my intent. This is not where I planned to arrive, but here I am. Totally. I so agree with that. Let's talk about these eight tanks. So you talk about eight, eight fuel tanks. So yeah. what are they, Sammy? Let's walk through them. Yeah. So what I really realized is that if I don't get intentional about adding fuel to these different eight areas, um, I'm going to hit empty. I'm going to hit uh, another version of the burnout I had already been through. And if anyone's even come close to like really awful burnout, I'm not talking like a little bit tired, couple of headaches. I'm talking about like exhaustion, medical issues, not sleeping, anxiety, all of the things like the proper uh, whole, whole enchilada of um, burnout. Um, yeah, so I realized that these different areas are going to need fuel. So the first one that I already mentioned is my relationship with myself. So fuel in that every day. Um, and I have some really good habits and practices around that now. The second one is romantic relationship. The third one, relationships and network. The fourth one, humming household. The fifth, career and business. Six, wealth and lifestyle. Seven, the world. And eight, the future. Mm. And so where where does someone start? Like how do you, so those are the eight. I mean, that's yeah. great. But then what exactly does that mean? How does one dive into this and go, how do we prioritise where to start? Because that yeah. even just looking at eight, you might go, that's overwhelming. How am I going to, you know, contribute to the world and then fix my humming household and then, you know, yeah. relationship and, ah, it's too much. And then we just get overwhelmed. So where do we start? Uh, where you start is by figuring out where you are. 
um, because if you don't know where you are, it's impossible to know if you've got uh, fuel in the tank to where you want to go. Um, so I've got a resource that people can use to download and grab those eight and do a little self-diagnostic. So you can grab that samiega.com forward slash tank check. Um, and that's that what in you're the show do. notes as well. Don't worry. Yeah. That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah. That's what you're going to do. You're going to check your tanks and take some time. It doesn't have to be a big thing. A um, couple of minutes to think about each of those tanks. Where where are they at right now? And where would you maybe like them to be? Um, and I know, Josephine, when I led you through this exercise, you had that aha or that, oh, wow, there's one here that's really, really hurting me. Um, and maybe I want that to be different and maybe that needs to be a priority moving forward. Um, but yeah, figuring out where are you, how much, how much fuel is in the tank? Um, and then there's sort of four steps from there. Um, it's about creating clarity. Like what would full look like in that specific tank? So I think romantic relationship is an easy one to sort of talk about because we often want the same sort of things. We want healthy, happy, thriving, uh, maybe spontaneous or playful or loving or nurturing or safe. What would that really look like if that romantic relationship was overflowing with fuel it was five out of five like how often would you be having date nights how often would you be having sex how often would you be having deep and meaningful conversations that aren't about like logistics of your house or your life or your kids or your business or whatever um and how connected are you like what would that really really look like so get clear start to get clear on uh, all of those eight tanks the clarity and then and that's probably where the overwhelming part can be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so far away from all of these sort of different areas of where I want it to be. But you, you can't get there if you don't know what it looks like. Um, and then the second step is um, is about getting consistent. So it might be about identifying one or two habits or practices that you need to start embedding um, so that you can get consistent and you don't need to change everything all at once. But what is there that you could either start doing? or stop doing that would consistently add fuel to that tank. Yeah, and that, not all fuel tanks need to be at a five at one time, no, do they? No, not at all. And I think that's what where I had fallen down with um, you know, exercises like the wheel of life and things like that because it kind of implies that the whole wheel should be full, the pie should be full. Um, and I don't believe that at all. I believe that, you know, at any moment in time these tanks can be somewhere between empty and full and you don't need all of them to be five out of five. Um, but if you do let one or two or three or four of these start to dip into you know quarter tank or empty there's just no way that it's not going to impact the other tanks um so and that's it if everything's important then nothing's important so we've got to get clear about like what are your priorities I, it's so okay for to go like do you know what we're doubling down on career and business at the moment like humming household standard of care might drop a little bit or mm -hmm. you know i our, we've got some really big things that we want to do for the world or some planning that we want to do for the future or whatever it might be like one of these other tanks is going to take a back seat for a minute um yeah so this is not about having a perfect uh scorecard at all it's about just being real with yourself and uh using it as a diagnostic to be able to figure out which tank needs fuel because sometimes we do fall into that trap where it's like okay maybe i'll just go get a bubble bath or a massage or we'll do some retail therapy or I'll whatever the the um, maybe marketed self-care is 
when in reality the thing that would actually recalibrate you and add fuel would be spending half an hour or two hours cleaning up your home environment so that you're not you know bouncing around this stressful cluttered um uncomfortable space or maybe it would be sitting down with your your budget and adding some fuel back into your wealth and lifestyle so that you uh be, you can be uh, proactive rather than reactive in that space um so we're going to get clear we're going to get consistent and then we're going to figure out our connections who are the people that you you need or that you have in your life that can help you su support this tank and what do you need from them? And maybe you might have some gaps. You know, when I very first um, made that commitment that I wanted to work for myself, I had some big gaps in my relationship and network, like big, big gaps, because mm. most of the people that I knew were employees. Like I'd had a lot of clients from our um, from the role that I was in who were business owners, but they weren't my personal relationships or network. They were like by extension. So one of the things that I did was commit to, um, you mentioned right at the beginning, her empire builder, because I really needed to get around other women who were doing what I wanted to do, hosting podcasts, writing books, speaking, producing digital products, uh, selling services at scale, group coaching. And I needed to fill that relationship and network gap. So I didn't have the connections that I needed for that fuel tank. And I don't think I would have figured it out if I'd just been looking from, you know, what's wrong with my life or what's not working in my life. But as soon as I was able to dial in and say, what's not working in this tank, it's a much easier question to answer yeah and i like that too and i think you know i think people underestimate the power of a network that is around you i think even as studio owners you know you, you know being around community that understands you or that you can pick up the phone and have a conversation with um i've been doing that a bit lately really trying to build that tank i suppose and um you know even with people I've never spoken to before, it's quite funny. We will follow each other on social media and we like each other's things and we know each other exists, but we've never had a conversation, right? Yeah. And they're not, they're, they're connections, but they're not deep and meaningful connections. Yeah. So there was one particular person this week that I was like, I actually would love to really connect and somehow, you know, um, you know, not work with them per se, but like, how can we, how can we be in each other's world a little bit? So I sent them an Instagram message saying, Hey, look, if you're interested in having a conversation, uh, send me your phone number and let's actually connect over the phone. They sent me yeah. their number. They were excited. We had a conversation on yesterday or whatever it was. And we spoke for like 40 minutes and, and we, we just, we'd never met yeah. each other in our lives. And we just started talking about the industry and we were just talking. It was amazing. And I just thought, and that's just because I, I made a decision to send that person an Instagram message and say, hey, do you want to have a real conversation? Because we're obviously liking each other online. Do you want to connect? Yeah. Studio owners, stop. Stop right there and do not fast forward this very quick promo or else you will miss out on an amazing update that could absolutely transform your studio business. This January, I am hosting my January Studio Biz Kickstarter event. This is three days of free coaching for studio owners. Do not miss out and register now. 
you will learn how you can gain enough traction in your business to really create the dream business that you desire and deserve. If you're feeling uninspired or need new ways to engage your students and grow your studio biz, then this event is absolutely for you. In the three days live coaching, we're going to strategize in different ways on how you can grow your studio through energized support go from revenue focused to profit focused and really create a dream studio biz, the one that you desire and deserve. Head to joeweek.com and register now. Link is in the show notes. See you there. I love that. And that happened because you had enough fuel in your own self tank. You were willing to be brave. You were willing to be vulnerable. You were willing to go first. You were willing to put yourself out there all of the things that you probably would have struggled to do had there not been any fuel in your self tank. If you weren't, weren't feeling yes. great about where, who you are, where you're at, how you were showing up, that probably would have. That's actually quite funny because um, this month I've had the best month like business wise. And congratulations. Think, thank you. She's doing the clicks everyone for everyone on audio. <laughs> um, but I've had the best month I've ever had. And I just thought, you know, I was feeling myself. I was like, ah, I see you, you see me, let's connect. And I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling worthy of that conversation and connecting with someone who seems to be quite successful online. I've actually started messaging people with massive followings in the US to be Mm. on my podcast. Um, And I've never done that before. I've thought like someone with, you know, a hundred thousand followers is not going to want to be on my podcast. And it's not true. I've sent them and they're like, yeah, I'm down. I'm like, Cool. <laughs> you could you could not have set that up better for me if you had tried. So right. you said, how do we go about creating the field up life? Is like the clarity, the consistency, the connections, and then we celebrate. So celebration yeah. is, I, I believe, it's a uh, ingredient. It's not. Um, mm. It's not the after. Um, it's not the outcome. It's or the result. It is a key step in the process. Um, and it's about not just moving the goalposts on yourself anytime you kind of get close to a goal that you set. It's actually about celebrating that milestone, even if it's part of a bigger goal for that area of your life or that tank of your life. So you you got to get intentional about how you celebrate and that celebration builds momentum and then you get to go even further faster. Yeah, totally. I think reward is a big one, um, rewarding yourself. Uh, this is something that's something that I've been trying to implement over the last a year or two, just actually celebrating the wins. It's something I, you know, share with my clients. And I think it's a really integral part of the process, like you said. But I, I think it's really important to identify exactly what you've just mentioned there, that it's not like, let's say your goal is I want 100 new students or 100 new members or whatever mm-hmm. it is by this date. Yes, that's the big goal. But yeah. what were the bits be- between that, yeah. the journey parts? Like I'm going to call, make that phone call to that person who I really want to connect with and share audiences. How can we collaborate? Let's make that meeting. That little c- phone call could be the celebration. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be the end result per se. It's all of those little bit parts on the journey. Like, hey, we, you know, I've made room in the schedule so that that extra class is possible. And now we're going to get, like, I've actually done it. I've restructured my schedule to make this possible. So little things like that. It's It doesn't yeah. have to be the big, big, oh, we made a million dollars, you know. I yeah. think sometimes people wait for the big 
the big moment and if it doesn't come it's like you're a failure you know and you never ever get to celebrate those little micro wins along the way yeah absolutely and there's so many like when you consider any big goal there's probably at least 10 or 12 sort of key milestone moments in achieving it like what what's the little celebration that's going to happen at those those moments in time and it really does it builds momentum it builds progress and something that i learned um i think i think it was from declan um edwards who runs bu um happiness college um that we change when we feel good we change when we feel good about what we're doing. We make change when we we are um, aspirational, not when we're shaming ourselves, yeah. not when we're shit talking. Oh, the new, that's only ten new members. It's not a hundred. Like we don't change when we have that self talk that's negative and spiraling. We want to, you know, take the steps up, not down. Um, so I think celebration is a really, really important um, part of the process and and carving yeah. out time for it. Yes. And you know what? We all do it. I still do it. Like I talk about celebrating the wins and all the things, but I'll still have those moments where I'm like, I only got this or I only did that. Mm. And sometimes I have to go, oh, stop it. <laughs> yeah, the only, the just the lucky the comparisonitis you know if yeah. you're looking at the studio next door who has 300 more students than you but they've been open for 30 years versus you yeah. you know or, or vice versa they sometimes people have just opened up shop I think this is the most frustrating thing when people have been in the game for a long time whatever their business game is mm -hmm. and then the new the new person on the block rolls around and they and seemingly they are more successful in inverted mm -hmm. commas and it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes i mean what's yeah. your take on that my my take on that and this my um this this comes from like uh acknowledging when it's your ego that's hurting mm. or is bruised and i think that's one of the fundamental like beliefs that you need to be able to build and hold and really live is that you you need to be okay with other people winning like yeah. other like if you are from that scarcity mindset that like there's only a finite number of anything whether or not it's members or students or opportunities or speaking gigs or like podcast podcast downloads like you've got to be okay with other people winning and often we will get further when we do collaborate even if it is with like what might be perceived as your competitors but i imagine that if you're a studio owner like your real you might have the goal of uh, your revenue goals and your personal goals and i'm sure like underneath all of that is like you want more people dancing singing experiencing joy like whatever the thing is you so you actually have the same goal yes absolutely it is so true actually it's interesting because even um from a financial perspective collaborating can be quite powerful i mean i talked recently on one of my episodes about costuming and how so many studios hire their costumes so they'll have stock that they reuse and yeah. hire out for a fee and i thought how amazing would it be if you knew the studios around you you all do hiring and you could yeah. actually repurpose your costumes and costumes. connect with each other and say hey we're not using this this season why don't we barter swap i'll use your yeah. you know like let's do some yeah let, let's collaborate let's use our resources let's pull resources together why spend more money on stuff? We've got this stuff. Let's just work together and create a bit of a system. 
I think it's really interesting that more people don't think about that. Even just connecting with the studios in your local area and putting on a local community performance, bringing in a crowd, people will choose who they choose. You know, like there's yeah. not much you can do if someone wants to go to a ballet class versus a hip hop school you're not going to do much to change their minds. You're not competitors at that point. I mean, yes, you are in the sense, okay, if they choose hip hop over ballet, then you might not get them as a client. But if you brought them all together for a community event, people are going to choose who they choose what they're attracted to. So I think just getting the name out there and um, working closely with the people around you. I remember once there was a cafe owner. I'll never forget this. I had a studio and this cafe owner on there was two cafes one on this corner one on that corner and there was one slightly closer and I thought every Saturday you know we'd have like over 100 families come in on a Saturday and they would always ask where to go for coffee yeah so I thought yeah, got two yeah. choices yeah you got two choices I went to the guy closer and I said hey we have so many families looking for place for coffee. Why don't we do something? Maybe you could give me like a little card that they, you know, as an incentive to go and maybe you could promote my services to them. Like, let's connect. Let's talk about how we can cross promote our businesses because you have so many people coming through the door and I have so many people coming through the door. And he said, no, I don't do that. I don't That's do not for that. us. They were closed down within 12 months, by the way. So I thought, oh, well, forget you. I'm going to the other <laughs> Yeah. Who am I going to send my people to? Yeah, I'm not. I don't care that you're five meters close. I'm going to send them around the corner because you're not very nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and they didn't want to see you win. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It didn't even make sense. We weren't even com- yeah. like I weren't as even their competitor. I was talking about connecting. The fact he didn't even want to talk about it. Mm. He was so shut down. And I think it's exactly what you're talking about, that abundance abundance mindset versus scarcity, because he's saying, I don't, what did he say? I don't discount my coffee. I don't do deals. He said, my coffee speaks for itself. Well, obviously not. He shut down with his job. It spoke and the answer was, it's not very delicious or the service is not very great no. something went wrong there yeah i i don't know I, do, I really do i believe in collaboration not competition um but i i do believe that there's a sometimes a challenge there with getting over their ego um and not everything is for everyone and there could be a thousand reasons why someone's choosing one studio or service over another that could be geography it could be values it could be cost it could be like the the time of the the service that's available like it's not always going to be that they don't like you yeah (laughs) totally not like the coffee man (laughs) not like the coffee man which we don't like we don't like the coffee man okay so um before we we sort of wrap up uh i love the chat we've had today i think mindset and all of these different tanks and all of the things that you're talking about are universal conversations, regardless of industry, regardless of what you do. I truly believe that we need to start thinking about these different areas of our lives and how we can actually, you know, fill up our cup, fill up our yeah. tank. I love that. Um, who or what inspires you? Like, where does this come from? Who or what inspires you? Everyone. And everything, which sounds like such a lukewarm answer, but I I feel so inspired and by people who are brave enough to start a business. 
people who are brave enough to solve a problem that isn't theirs to solve. Um, and that's what entrepreneurs do. They identify a problem and then they go about solving it. And it's for, for not just themselves, but for, for the community and, and in a lot of cases, the world. Um, I get inspired by people who want to stand for something more than making money. Um, I, you know, we have this beautiful vehicle of business where we can do do more than make money. We can make impact. We can really influence the community. Um, we can rally around solving a bigger problem for the world or making an, an, a really big impact in, in an industry or the way that policy is shaped or whatever it might be. Um, so I get inspired by a lot of things, but um, I don't know. Is that, does that answer the question? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know you're doing... What's the thing that you're doing with the UN? Talk talk about that. Yeah. So I, I touched on the tank, the world, and uh, I really believe that we all have a unique set of um, skills or area of genius, the thing that we are really, really great at. And I, I feel like to keep that tank fueled up, we need to be using that skill, that special gift um, or talent um, regularly. And it uh, like adds rocket fuel when you get to use that unique gift um, or talent while also making uh, an impact in the world. So the United Nations um, developed 17 global goals and they are effectively like the world's biggest problems that we all need to contribute to solving. So the, it ranges everything from um, no poverty, gender equality, um, strong uh, systems and justice and peace, life below land, uh, uh, all of the things that you possibly sustainability all of the things that you think of when we think oh gosh the world's got some work to do so yeah I really actively give to projects that align with um, global goal number four quality education because I really feel like and I mean all of our studio owners listening you know you're, you're in the education business you're teaching other people uh, a skill set that they didn't have when they arrived with you and when we um, invest in education we have the opportunity to uh, to rise up the individuals and then the communities and the countries and get them up and out of poverty as as fast as possible so yeah i really um i really love that framework and if you've got an inkling while you're listening to this that hey maybe there's something cool that our studio or our business could be contributing to go check out the united nations global goals and see what um, what resonates for you and what problem you want to contribute to solving. Yeah, and and it can it doesn't have to be like the world is in no. the scope of the globe. It can be literally within your community, but it really is about how can you contribute. Yeah. And I love that so much. So that's that's really cool. I mean, you know, wh what I guess how do you define success? Like, what does success look like to you? Yeah, this is another thing about why I created this framework and something that was something that I really needed to be able to define what success looks like for me, for myself and my husband, Nathan, and for our, our home, our life, our relationship. Um, and that's what the, thinking about these eight different tanks has really given me is that I'm able to define success for each of these eight different tanks I'm able to get really clear about like, you know, what does my beautiful humming household look like and what am I striving for? Um, I really hate doing laundry, don't like doing laundry, not good at it. So there's going to be a milestone success for me when I've 100% outsourced that task. I'm not there yet, um, but I look forward to being there and that will be 
bloody success for me, like not having to wash and fold and dry clean and press and iron my clothes. Like I can't wait for that. But then success also looks like being able to show up at date night and be truly present and be able to be with my husband and not have a thousand other chattering things in my mind. Isn't um, that the entrepreneur's with... mind? <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I, I didn't say I've nailed it, but that's that's success for me. You know, success is being able yeah. to prioritize going for a, for a surf or a run or be at yeah, the beach. So that's what really adds fuel to my tank. And all of those things might sound like unappealing to you, but you would have your own your own things that just sound delicious. Um, so I don't think success is linear. I think we get to just define what success looks like for ourselves for what our wealth looks like what our lifestyle looks like yeah um, and it yeah. doesn't have to be off the postcard that someone sent you no not at all totally yeah. I love that and um so what's next for Sammy so lots of things uh mm-hmm. I am an entrepreneur so I uh, outside of um, the field up life I have a couple of other businesses as well with business partners so yeah, I've got some cool things in the pipeline uh, for that but yeah I'm looking forward to uh, writing and publishing my book the field up life um, working title uh, oh, in God. 2020 yeah in 2024 I, it's been a like project that's been on my goals for I reckon probably three or four years now but I feel like 2024 is the year have you started uh, or you're just have, putting it out yeah. into the universe yeah, no, I've started. I've got the book right. synopsis. I've got the chapter structure. I've got some ideas down. I've got the coach that I want to work with. But how do I actually edit it, get it on Amazon, onto Audible? No idea. So yeah, that's, there's, there's a, that's the next part. Um, I'm launching the Fueled Up Life um, Lab membership in 2024 as well. So if you want some accountability and an opportunity to dive a little deeper into each of these fuel tanks, we're going to get together every month, do a little bit of self-reflection, what's working, what's not, which tanks need fuel, and a guest expert um, teaching a skill or um, sharing some knowledge around one of one of those tanks. So if you're interested in that, jump on my website, sammyyeager.com, and you'll find all the, the info there. Um, but those are the big ones and yeah, I'm looking and for can, some time I, off. I love it. I love it. It's it's so good. And I think just the name, it's so good. I think you're going to smash it. That's such a Thank great you. title, book title too. Um, okay, so you've already said where they can find you on the website. We'll make sure we pop a link in the show notes. Um, where can people find you online generally? Where yes, my, my, my most social place on the internet is Instagram. Um, so I'm at Sammy somewhere and I'm Sammy with an I. And it's Sammy somewhere because I'm always somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. I will thank you so much uh, for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And I think um, everyone's going to get so much from this chat. So thanks again. Thanks, Josephine. This episode was brought to you by my signature group coaching program, Studio Biz Success an amazing and accessible online educational platform for performing arts studio owners designed to help you grow your business with confidence and get your results. Check it out at josephinelancuba.com along with other great industry resources to help you leap into the studio biz you deserve. If you love this episode, be sure to share it with your friends. You can tag me on social media at josephinelancuba and give it a review. Your support helps the show to grow so I can continue to provide you with useful, informative content. I'm Josephine Lane Cuba, your biggest cheerleader. Thanks for listening and shine bright.